Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hello, everybody. Welcome to Astros Baseball. It's Friday, March the 8th. I'm your host, Rob Fontenot. In this episode, we're going to recap yesterday's game against the Marlins, and then we're going to do the uh, inbox from Brian McTaggart. This is where uh, Astro fans write in and ask him questions, and I like to uh, take my shot at answering those questions as well. Uh, so I'm going to share that with you. And then we're going to talk about a couple of other former Astros that are making headlines. And then we have a listener, Randy G, who has utilized the messenger function on the Anchor app. So he sent in a question. So I'm going to play that for you and then answer that question as well. So we're going to get to all of this Astro stuff right after this message from our sponsor. You are listening to Astro's Baseball. All right, so now let's recap yesterday's game. The Astros win 4-1 to one over the Marlins. Justin Verlander gets the start. He goes three and a third innings. Five hits allowed, no runs, two walks, and five strikeouts. His ERA is 1.08. He did leave the bases loaded when they took him out, but the uh, bullpen did their job, and he escaped without giving up a run. Hector Rondon pitched an inning. No runs, no hits, no strikeouts, and no walks. His ERA is 10.80. Ryan Presley threw an inning. He gave up one hit and a run. However, it was unearned because Jack Mayfield had an error. He walked a batter and he struck one out, so Presley's ERA is still zero. Corbin Martin threw two innings, three hits, no runs allowed. He struck out one. No, he struck out three and he walked one. His ERA is 2.70. Corbin Martin, not a big strikeout guy, but he struck out three yesterday, so that's good. This is how the scoring went for the game. Uh, top of the second, Stassi singled in Tyler White. That made it 1-0. Fisher singled in Max Stassi. That made it 2-0. Top of the third, Car- uh, Carlos Correa grounded out, and Kemp scored from third. That made it 3-0 Astros. And then Diaz singled in Brantley. That made it 4 to nothing. Bottom of the sixth, Miami finally got on the board. 
They scored a run on a single by Dixon Machado. However, it was unearned because of the error on Jack Mayfield. Offensively, Brantley went one for three. Carlos Correa went one for three with an RBI. Diaz one for three with an RBI also. Max Stassi picking it up lately, two for two with a walk and an RBI. So he got on base all three times uh, yesterday. Kemp went 0 for 1, but he did walk twice, scored a run, and he had a stolen base. Derek Fisher went 1 for 3. He had a stolen base. And A.J. Reed, 1 for 2. He is starting to play better after uh, the horrendous start to spring training. So today's game is at 5 p.m. versus St. Louis. I do not think it is on TV, and it's too early in the day to get the starting lineup. However, the starting pitcher is Garrett Cole. So that game is later. So uh, that's it for this section. We will be right back with the inbox and more. You're listening to Astros Baseball. Okay, so now we go to the inbox. Uh, The first question asked was, are we going to get the Jake Marisnik of the beginning of 2018 or at the end? So I was unsure what they meant by that, so I had to look it up. So let's look at Jake Marisnik's stats from last year. Um, After April, his batting average was 143. Uh, after May, it was 154. He did hit 171, but it's 154 after May. He hit 286 in June, which took it up to 192. He hit 200 in July. It stayed at 192. In August, he uh, only batted 19 times, but he hit 421, bringing that average up to 217, and then 184 in September. So his final batting average was 211. So he hit 130, 170, and then in June, 286, 200, 4. So I don't really know if he was good in the first half or the second half, but all I know is he had some pretty bad uh, months. But I would say maybe they're talking about he was better in the second half. So I've already told you Jake Marisnik has changed his batting stance. And he is crouching down a little bit, if that's what you want to call it. And one reason that he's doing that is to uh, keep from swinging at the high fastballs. That's one thing that he uh, struggled with. And that's one thing that the opposing pitchers know that they can throw to him. So how has it worked out so far? Uh... You can't really go with the spring training stats because you don't know which what kind of caliber of pitchers that he's getting these numbers against. But anyway, he's five in spring training so far. He's 5 for 18. 3 RBIs, he scored 5 runs, he's walked twice and he's only struck out 2 times. So He's 5 for 18 with two walks, so that would that would be 20 at-bats. And he's only struck out twice. So, so far, his strikeout rate is pretty decent. His batting average is 278, on-base percentage is 350. 
If he can continue to do this, then I would say that maybe he can get over the hump and be good. Let's look back at his stats. In 2015, he hit 236, and that's pretty normal for him. 2016, it dipped down to 209. In 2017, he hit 243, which I believe that's not too far away from Josh Reddick's uh, batting average last year. So that'll actually get you more playing time. But last year, he hit 211. And as you know, he got sent down to the minors three times because he couldn't hit. So is 243 enough? I don't know. But the Astros have to make a decision with him and Kemp and Tyler White. And this is his last chance. If they do end up cutting ties with Marisnik, let's say he does do horrible and he's hitting 211 after the first month, I do think they'll trade him. Because they can't, like I said, they can't go with the 12 pitchers forever. So will we see him a good Marisnik or a bad one? If you go with how he's hitting now, I would say he's going to be good, but you just don't know because it's spring training. So this is probably a question we're not going to know the answer to until after the first month. Not sure how much he's going to play, but we'll find out. So the next question And I don't have the questions written down. I just wrote my answers down. So I might not get the questions totally right. But the next guy asked, why do the Astros keep putting Carlos Correa in the four hole? The the, uh, person who asked the question does not see him as a cleanup hitter. So he's wondering, why do they keep putting him there? So this is what I got for you. In 2015... But let me say this. I've said this before, that he was hurt last year with his back. And I've said this over and over, that people have forgotten how good Carlos Correa is. So now let's go over his stats now that I've said that. 2015, his rookie season, he only played in 99 games. As you know, they call him up late to gain that extra year. So 99 games... He hit 22 home runs and 68 RBIs. His batting average, 279. 2016, he hit 20 home runs and 96 RBIs. His batting average was 274. In 2017, he had 24 homers and 84 RBIs. And he only played 109 games. 24 homers, 84 RBIs, only 109 games. So he missed a lot of time in 2017. You add another 50 games to that or another 40 games to that. And you're looking at, like I said, he has the talent, if healthy, to get 30 to 40 homers and 100 RBIs. Last year, he hit 239, which was his worst average ever. 15 homers, lowest ever, and only 65 RBIs, which was lower than his rookie season. And he only played in 110 games. 
So looking at those stats, one thing that I see negative about Correa is besides his rookie year, 99 games, his sophomore season, 153, the last two years he played 109 and 110. So the biggest question mark about Carlos Correa to me is can he stay healthy? But if he can stay healthy, look at 2016. 274 batting average, 20 homers, 96 RBIs. Not including Brantley, that definitely puts him at the second or third best player on the team offensive-wise. So Carlos Correa is very good, and I think a lot of people forgot how good he is. Another question they asked, uh, who's going to be in the five spot in the rotation? Uh, Peacock or Framber Valdez is the answer to that question. And right now, I said it, I think I talked about this in the last podcast, but Brad Peacock is in the driver's seat, so I think Brad Peacock will be number five in the rotation. The next question asked was, do you think the Yankees are the best team in baseball? Oh, no, actually, this is what it said. He wanted him to rank the Yankees, Houston, and Boston. And he said a lot of sports writers or whatever he's reading, they're all saying that the Yankees are the best team because of their bullpen. So if you go to the Pocota rankings, they have Houston 98 wins, Boston 90, and the Yankees 97. So Houston has predicted, and they're predicted to be the number one seed. They're predicted to have the most wins in baseball. Does that necessarily mean that they're the best team? Because New York has to play Boston 19 times. And they also have to play Tampa Bay 19 times. Now, a lot of you may not think the Tampa Bay Rays are good, but they're a good team. Is it possible they overachieved last year? I don't know. But I think the Yankees have a tougher schedule. And I think our division is going to be somewhat weak. So the Astros have predicted more wins than the Yankees, but they also, I think they have a weaker schedule. But we'll find out. Uh, Last year, we had Dallas Keuchel and Charlie Morton. I guess you can also say uh, Lance McCullers. But we we replaced those two with Wade Miley and Colin McHugh. Wade Miley had a good year last year, and McHugh is just as solid as Dallas Keuchel. So, I don't know. I think Charlie Morton is probably the best one out of those four. But I think he has health issues. I don't know if he can stay healthy and help us out in the playoffs. He didn't do it last year. So I think we're just as good. So last year, so this is is another thing. It doesn't matter who the best team is. Now this might sound stupid to some of you. But the Astros won 103 games last year. The most wins... In franchise history. More wins than they had when they won the World Series. When they were the best team in the world. If you want to say that. 
So they won 103 games. And you're talking about the time Springer missed with the thumb. Altuve played like the last month and all through the playoffs with a broken kneecap. And Carlos Correa struggled the whole year. We dealt with all of these issues, 103 wins. We go to the playoffs and nothing goes our way. So it doesn't really matter who the best team is. You have to win your division. The Astros should do that. And you have to stay healthy. 2017, we won the World Series. Everything happened. Everyone was healthy. Plays went our way. We had Marwin Gonzalez's home run in game two that tied things up. You had uh, Bregman throwing that runner out at home. That, those things changed. A lot of stuff happened. Every, you have to be healthy, and everything has to go your way in order to win it all. But who's better? I don't know. I, I look at the lineup, and they have Stanton. They have uh, Aaron Judge. And I don't even know who else they have besides that catcher. So they have decent starting pitching, and they have a good bullpen. But I don't know how good their team is. You look at the Astros, we have Springer, Correa, Bregman, Altuve, Brantley, Yuli Gurriel. We are deep. I mean, that is a very deep six, uh, the first six in the lineup. Plus, if Tyler White does good and Robinson Chirinos is playing really good in spring training, uh, who knows? I mean, I, I think the Astros are really, really good. I think they have a chance to be better than these two teams, but I don't know. But I, I, I don't know. I think they are better, but we'll find out. It all comes down to who's healthier as far as winning the World Series. So another question was, who will fill Marwin Gonzalez's spot? I don't know why someone is asking this question so late in the year, but Diaz was uh, traded for to fill in for Marwin. Also, so Diaz can play second, short, and third. And I think he can play some outfield. I don't know how good he is. But Yuli Gurriel can play second and third and first. So I think a combination of that and the fact that we have uh, 13 position players, you can have Tyler White play first when someone else is off or whatever. The team's going to have a lot of flexibility. But I think the com- I think Diaz is the answer to the question. He's been brought in to take Marwin's place. But Yuli Gurriel will also be that guy that uh, fills in for him. Another thing that I've been reading, and I think I've said it before, that Josh Reddick has been taking ground balls at first base. And from what I read is that he's not doing that bad. So I don't know if he'll ever get into a game at first base. If they do decide to play him at first base, I don't know if they send him down to the minors to practice or what, but that could add some flexibility. So now let's talk about some questions about former Astros. You got Dallas Keuchel. According to Ken Rosenthal on Twitter, the Astros have offered Dallas Keuchel a one-year deal and a two-year deal. 
So they've offered him a deal. So all of you wondering if Dallas Keuchel's coming back to Houston, the Astros have offered him a deal. However, it says it is not in range of what Dallas Keuchel is seeking, and it doesn't say whether that is years or money. So we have no idea. I know Cap. I know Dallas Keuchel wanted a five-year contract, and now the season is about to start. I don't think he's going to get it. He's going to have to take whatever he can get. So also, Martin Maldonado. This is something I did not know. But as soon as the offseason started, the Astros offered Martin Maldonado a two-year contract. So if he would have accepted it, would they still have went out and got Chirinos? I don't know. But it says on the onset of the offseason, which I'm taking as soon as the offseason started, they did offer him a deal and he didn't take it. And this came up because he just changed agents. So a lot of you also remember Cameron Mabin, who won everybody tacos, being the first guy to steal a base in the World Series in 2017. He was arrested in Arizona for DUI, drunk driving in Arizona. Right now he plays for San Francisco. I don't know how that will affect his season, but we'll see. Another question that was asked is, Force Whitley a lock to get called up? I would say this. It's hard to say. Like, if everyone in the rotation and everyone in the bullpen was healthy and doing their job well, there would be no reason to call him up. If two months into the season, Colin McHugh or Wade Miley have an injury, or maybe someone in the bullpen has an injury, maybe he could get called up. I can't see him not getting called up in September, and I think he's ready to get called up, but I think it's going to take someone to be pitching badly or performing horribly or an injury. Is he a lock to get called up? I've been thinking all along that he is. So I'll say yes. I don't know when, though. And then the last question was, do you see the Astros trading for a top-line pitcher in the rotation? Um, We got Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, Colin McHugh, Wade Miley, and then Brad Peacock. I don't see the Astros needing a... uh, rotation pitcher, a one-two type pitcher, but you never know. You never know the situation we're going to be in in July. We could be in first place and two of our starters could get hurt and we need somebody. So you never know. If everyone's healthy, are they going to trade for someone? I don't think so. It just all depends on how good people are doing. So you never know. This is something you can't answer. Okay, so... The next segment is, um, we had a question from Randy G. He sent the question in using the Anchor app. And so after I play his question, I'll talk a little more about the Anchor app. We'll be right back, Astros Baseball. (laughs) 
they start selling tomorrow, I'm wondering what games you plan on attending. Me, I'm probably going to go check out the uh, Rangers game that my buddy's already got uh, Memorial Day for the Cubs. But what are you planning on doing? Okay, Randy, thanks for your question. Uh, the answer to that is uh, tickets I have already are to the... Uh, I only have tickets to one game, and that is the Oakland A's game on April the 7th, which is a Sunday, and it's the third home game of the year. And I want to get into that a little bit more in a second. Uh, plans? Uh, as you know, we go to... Uh, the game with our friends Frank and Michelle. We pick one weekend to go together, and we spend the whole weekend over there in Houston. And uh, this year will be our seventh year to go as couples, and we chose the Red Sox weekend in May. Uh, We were going to go to the Rangers, but we chose the Red Sox series over that one because we didn't have to take a day off to make that happen. Another game that I would like to go to would be uh, Father's Day weekend. Uh, The last two times the Astros had games at home on Father's Day, I went with my daughter. And Randy was actually there with us the first year. So they played Toronto on Father's Day. I would like to go to that. And then... Where I work, we have this thing called shutdown, where they shut the plant down for a week and everybody goes on vacation. I haven't yet scheduled a vacation because of medical issues, want to get everything straight. But a possibility, and it's a slim possibility because neither one of us want to go to Los Angeles, but the Astros play the Angels the week that we're off. So that's a small possibility And also, if we don't go anywhere, they play the Rangers that weekend of shutdown. So possibly, we could go on a Friday and Saturday because we've been wanting to go, at least my wife's been wanting to go on a Friday so she can watch the fireworks. So those are some possible games we're going to go to. But what I wanted to point out is I told you the other day that I ordered some tickets on Facebook. Uh, People have their season tickets and they sell them on Facebook. It's called uh, Astro's Ticket Exchange. And so I bought two tickets in section 154, row 8, that is down at the bottom by the bullpen, $25 each, $50 total price. So I used my code that I got yesterday to check the ticket prices and the same tickets that day are $41 and for two tickets with fees and taxes is $101.25. So I saved $61.25 by buying my ticket on that Facebook page. So if you have Facebook, go look for it. Astros Ticket Exchange. You'll find their page and you have to ask to be, uh, I guess you have to ask to be a member and they have to accept you. But it's a very good way to buy tickets and avoid fees. So the next thing I wanted to talk about was the uh, 
televised games, spring training. Uh, I just saw this on Twitter a few minutes ago. Uh, the game on the 10th will be televised. So it's the 10th, 11th, and 12th. This will be on AT&T. And then the 14th, the 19th, and the 20th. So there's six more games to be televised on AT&T Sports Southwest, whatever that is called. And lastly, what I want to talk about, I talked about the HEB curse, Correa, Altuve, and Springer were in the HEB commercials last year, and they all dealt with injuries. They added Alex Bregman, and he's already dealing with an injury, however he's supposed to play today. But now Altuve is day-to-day with left side soreness or something like that. Yeah, left side soreness is what they're calling it. So he's going to be day-to-day. So already the HEB curse has affected two of the four guys in the commercial. So keep an eye on that. So the last thing I wanted to say about how Randy sent in that message. So if you want to have a comment or a message, or a comment or a question, send in, you can do that using the Anchor app. So the Anchor app is free. I mean, it. what does it take? 30 seconds to download an app. So just download the app, and then you'll find my... Uh, podcast on the app and then when you go to my page you just hit message and you can record a message up to 59 seconds so if i think it'll be cool so especially when the season starts you can call in and complain about a player or hench's decisions or whatever but it'll let you be more a part of the show instead of just listening so let your voice be heard Download the Anchor app for free and send in messages and I'll play them. Doesn't matter what you say, positive, negative, anything. Podcast or the Astros. Whatever you want to talk about, I'll play it. Anchor app, download it for free. They're getting a free commercial here. All right, anyway, that is this episode. I do appreciate everyone out there for listening. And we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.